Welcome to the therapy session you never had with the two hottest messes in town, Charles Vivian and Isabel Corey. Get ready to talk gangs, slacks, and best of all, drag. It's time to confront your daddy issues. Hi, sexy. Hey, you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm actually joined by my cat right now. I personally locked my dog mystery out of the room because last time she started barking at me and that just was not a vibe so she oh mystery well you know we'll get her one day we will um I can't see oh I can see you now I'm here we're off to a better start we're actually here when it started not 10 minutes late we've managed we're on time very proud very proud of us um so how are you uh how are you doing I'm good. Should we just introduce ourselves for anyone who doesn't know? Yes. Charles, uh, go ahead. For those of you who uh, didn't tune in last week or listened to our podcast on Spotify, thank you very much for those of you who did. We've got to 100 listeners, which is very exciting. Whoop, whoop. Uh, but I am Charles Vivian. My pronouns are he, him. Um, I'm Isabel Coy, and my pronouns are she, her. Fun, fun, fun. So, yeah. How, how are you, my dear? How have you been I'm doing? very well. One thing I, I must introduce us with is, um, is Jim Parsons. We must talk about Jim Parsons. If you don't know, Jim Parsons released... He was on the cover of L'Officiel, which is a French magazine, I believe. Um, and he looks incredible. Oh, with the dyed hair. I was like, Jim. Whoa. He sent us all into... A gay panic, like is is am I a gay man now? Like, is that you could be? Is he? I mean, he's so attractive. Oh the blonde, God. it's too much. I know. I I feel like me and Jim are on the same level now. We both got our bleach blonde hair. Both of us have got our, our roots coming through, which I really need to uh, go to the hairdressers and get fixed. So, oh my God, cute. Um, exciting. Well, the piece of news that I would like to bring uh, to introduce the show is something that I am extremely excited about, Izzy, and I've not told you about this yet. I don't know about this. Right, well, you don't know about this. I had to keep this from music because this is, this is stellar. This is top quality news. Okay, last night, right? Okay. I was, I was in my bed. I was procrastinating doing my essay. Uh, oh, no. Tomorrow, yes. Have I started it? No. Have I read the book? No. But it doesn't matter because I was on TikTok and it was just revealed that High School Musical, the musical series, season two is being released on May 14th. I am so excited. Oh, I so don't so care. Like all of you that are still hooked on High School Musical, like grow up. Like there is, there are other things to be worried about. This is new. This is High School Musical. The musical, the series is different. Okay. No characters. It's set at the same school, but it's it's a whole new vibe. It's amazing. Go Literally, dream High School Musical. The musical, the series on Disney Plus. It's absolutely amazing. I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed. I've seen it twice already. This is giving me like, fuck, fuck June 21st, May 14th. That's my day when I'm going to be celebrating. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, while the rest of us are trying to be adults, um, you know, we'll just continue on with our adult life while everyone else stresses about how school musical, the musical, the series. Is that really its name? It's got so many repeats I in it. Musical, the musical, the series. Ridiculous. Um, talking, talking about music, we have our first tune today. And it is an absolute cracker. I'm so excited. Here's a bit of Madonna for you all. It's like a virgin. Very impressive. 
An absolute tune from Madonna. An absolute banger. Wow, Izzy. I mean, will anybody have any idea what we're going to talk about today? I feel like we've left it quite ambiguous with that song. Yeah. Does anyone have an idea? It's about sex. What, Izzy? We can't say that. Oh, my God. Blasphemy. Take me to the convent. Sex education. That is what we are going to be talking about today. Also, how great is it? Charles can actually hear the music this week. Yes, last week I've sorted it. It was obviously my fault. I, for some reason, had muted the bot who played the music. But now I was jamming. I was jamming off to Madonna. That sounded a bit weird. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, thank God. Um, well, that was, um, that was great wording. I do apologise to any listeners who are offended by that. I mean, I was jamming to the music. Yes, That's exactly. Um, but let's let's get talking. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about not me and you because we are not sexually compatible. Me and Izzy are very um, sexually uh, active couple. Um, Although my friends do say that I have a thing for gay men. So, uh, hey, honey. Well, I'm really sorry, but I'm also really oppressed. So it would work. <laughs> so right. um, anywho, anywho. Where do you want to start? Should we start with uh, the infamous show, Sex Education on Netflix? Yes. So, I mean, that's like when I type sex, ed- sex education into the Google search as- engine, as you do, that's all that came up. So it really has been like a very big show. And like, yes. luckily, lots of you have seen it. So that's nice. Yeah, it is unlike last week where like five people had watched It's a Sin. <laughs> also, if you were here last week and you still haven't watched It's a Sin, we will still be coming to your house. So You will still be like officially classed as trash. Yeah, we will arrest you and fight you. So watch that. <laughs> but we don't have this problem this week. We don't have to threaten anybody. Yeah. Apart from like, like, you know. a few. But like we just, so we wanted to use um, that show this week because it was quite revolutionary in terms of like yes. talking about sex and talking about it to do with teaching young adults about it, mm-hmm. even younger. Um, so... And to what, you know, if that was around when I was like 14, 15, 16, you know, yeah. that would have been really great. So I feel really good that like there are people that age that can experience that now and have that, have access to that. Indeed. Well, um, have I told you this, Izzy? I was actually told to watch Sex Education by my therapist. Have I told you that? Uh, yes. I think um, she-, right. she was like, who actually might be listening right now. So <laughs> shout out to my therapist. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, because, I mean, I've often, like, spoken to her about, like, oh, all that. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it at some point. But, yeah, we will. Um, a lot of shame that comes with, like, finding out your sexuality, et cetera, et cetera. And basically, my therapist told me to watch Sex Education. And when I first watched it, I was so scared. I was like, oh, my God, what is this? I was like, I need to turn this off. But I feel like it's a, it's like... I, I think, as you've said, I think it's a really good show and it really opens up the conversation because in like, um, as a lot of you uh, have stated in your responses on Instagram, there's a lot of like kind of shying away from talking about these things. Mm. But these things are so important. And that's why one of the reasons that I really enjoyed sex education. I feel like Definitely really in like an educative um, environment as well. Like mm. I feel like with my girlfriends, um, we talk about that mm. kind of stuff all the time. And like that first moment where you kind of like you're at that age where you're kind of like starting your period and all these different things are happening and you kind of look to your girlfriends and you're like have you like got like discharge in your pants and stuff and they're like yeah oh my god and you're like oh my god thank god and like everyone is suddenly like 
so on the same level and like on the same page of like we're yeah. all experiencing this new really new thing that hasn't been talked about before but there's like safety <laughs> in numbers because this is like this is to do with the body like this happens to everyone and yet yeah. we aren't talked about it in schools and like I I put my hand up to teachers like I think teachers do such a great job you know this is to do with the people who create the curriculum um people higher up who decide what gets taught to people in schools because you know there just isn't enough there just is not enough sex absolutely. education absolutely well um one of the reasons why I was very excited for the show today is I feel like we both have very interesting perspectives on our six, six sex education because obviously I uh well growing up gay and going to an all-boys school um whereas you have um obviously a very different experience sorry I yes. don't know why I feel like that <laughs> whereas like you, you are like a thing like I think it's called a woman I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but you sound like JK Rowling there get get let's not go down that road oh damn it's too early it's too early we'll talk about her in another episode (laughs) but like so let's talk about what was your experience of sex education like at your school that we won't mention the name of yes because uh I feel like they have a lot of money and I don't want to (laughs) get to just get sued and destroyed so well obviously I went to multiple schools so who knows which one I'm talking about well first of all um I think uh I'm I'm my first memory of uh sex education was in primary school which was obviously um very well I feel like and a lot of the responses people gave on Instagram and stuff was talking about that sex education was very much biological Mm, and scientific um, yeah, very scientific. And um, one of my friends was telling me, which I did not remember, that basically um, in our sex education, we watched. So when we we're talking about like um, uh, male genitalia, etc., um, we like all watched it together. But then when talking about periods and um, breasts and stuff like that, we split off and the boys didn't have to um, watch it. And I was like, what? Like, I feel like every, everybody needs to learn. It was I know it was really bad. I can see you but like you, but you, we live as as men, women, trans, who, however you identify, we live together in society. We have yeah. to know what happens to everyone because at the moment, like, and a lot of what people are talking about is that it, it is geared towards, um, you know, towards men, towards cis men, and, and how mm-hmm. their sexual. Um, their sexuality functions a lot of people one person made a really good point about like girls learning about condoms like yes we need to learn about condoms but also why are we put why is there so much pressure put on us Mm. to to know what to do with that condom like we have all these things like the pill you know the implant the coil everything and yet we still have to then learn about like the one form of like male contraception Mm -hmm. as well and that just doesn't seem right yeah absolutely absolutely um oh yeah it's such a weird time I, I had to bring up because I have the I have the worst memory ever and I had to bring up my sibling and be like hi like did we actually learn anything and I was like it was my bad memory and it was like no no we, we genuinely didn't learn anything and um I guess going to an all boys school and uh and sex education was very much uh just taking the piss out of uh mm. and it was yeah it wasn't it yeah it wasn't great and then I guess um, I, which is what I was checking uh, with my sibling about, is we had no, like, nothing on, uh, like, um, gay sex whatsoever because yeah. 
Spoiler alert, listeners, gay people have sex. So just going to put that out there. I know, I know, flabbergasted, the, the, the absolute scandal. But, Making um, the headlines. Yeah, headlines right now. You've heard it here first. Roll up, roll up, roll up, roll up. Gay people have, have sex. Um, yeah, so I would say, um, and that was, again, a lot of, from a lot of what uh, I've spoken to people about is there's a very much an absence of talking about, like, gay sexual health and stuff and um especially to do with trans healthcare as well mm. um, and basically i so the one part i think that it's so important to include like lgbtq plus issues in sex education because number one because like we do have sex and um because like yeah. non-straight people uh, exist that's why <laughs> literally and so obviously it's an important thing and often those experiences can be different etc etc but also i would say from which using i'm going to throw out a word here it's about boring mm. heteronormativity now let me let me talk about, about heteronormativity. Mm. so from from my experience i would say um uh growing up gay and something that i see a lot in like uh queer media and like portrayals in like films and tv shows is there's a lot of like shame that comes with like coming to terms with your sexuality and i think that one of the uh things that impacted me personally was the absence of um lgbtq plus issues taught in sex education made me feel a lot of shame because you know if if everywhere you look, everybody's just talking about like straight, 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 straight. It makes you feel, it makes you feel like shame, shameful and that you're wrong and et cetera, et cetera. And that there's something not right with you, um, which is something that I thought I'd, I'd mentioned because, um, yeah, I'd say that it's important to include LGBTQ plus issues in sex education one, because as we've said, we have sex, but also because like it's contributing to this narrative of heteronormativity that kind of keeps the LGBTQ plus community on the outskirts. I also would argue that um, there's less emphasis on non-heteronormative sex because non-heteronormative sex does biologically doesn't lead to reproduction. And I think that that's why schools are so hesitant to teach about that. Whereas if you're talking about um, someone who identifies as male, having someone who identifies with female, yeah. them having sex, that is intended, you can't see, but I'm using air quotation marks, yes. um, intended to then produce a child, which is why everyone said so much on in their responses to the questions of how pregnancy-centric sex yeah. education was. And I absolutely felt that, that it was like watching a video of someone giving birth. Like, why would we need to watch that? You know, there, there are people who are having children you know, below the age of 18, for sure, like, like not denying that. But also, in general, me being taught that at the age of like 14, I'm not going to have a kid for another like at least 10 years, I don't have to worry about giving birth for another at least 10 years. What I need to worry about is like, how do I how do I have sex? How what is consent? Um, You know, what contraceptive things do I need what is my what is a period how do I do how do I manage periods um how do I pleasure myself that is like these are all the questions how do I have an abortion what do I do who do I talk to like there's just none of that and it's because it's so based on children and like giving birth and like continuing the human race like there's so much that it lacks and like um I feel like a lot of people said that they 
that they did learn about periods in their sex education yeah. classes. I think I remember that from the poll, but like personally cannot remember a thing. I remember being so scared wow. about it. I was really lucky because my mum worked at school and um, she worked in the office. And so I went up to her and said like, hi, I've started my period. What the hell do I do? And she obviously sorted me out. But like for people who weren't, who didn't have that, I was like very unique in that sense. And for people who, for girls who didn't have that, like what would they do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no presentation of it in like the media. Like we don't ever talk about it. Like something that, this is, I rave about this all the time, but the show I May Destroy You with Makeda Cole, there's one scene with um, her sexual partner, Biagio, and they're about to have sex. She says, I'm on my period. He says, I don't mind if you don't mind. She says, yeah, cool. And then like, she like is like bleeding, like on the towel on the bed and like a blood clot comes out. And it's just like, talking about that is like amazing. And that is like an education in itself. It's like, we can't talk, if we don't talk about it, it doesn't become normalized. But then yeah. that makes it harder to talk about. So it's such a vicious circle of like mm. no one wanting to talk about sex or anything to do with yeah. sex. Yeah. Uh, there are loads of like, well, there were some like quite like scary stories and stuff. Well, not scary, but quite like shocking stories of people being like asking about, oh, sex on period. I think somebody said that like their teacher said to them, if you're dirty. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. So- but, and because like um, the sex that they teach you is pleasureless. The sex that they talk about does not involve pleasure. And, you know, I feel like the discourse about, like, men pleasuring themselves is such a common one and is actually quite, um, you know, in many sort of, like, laddish circles is, like, the basis of, like, comedy a lot of the time. Whereas, like, if I were to rock up there and be like, oh, hi, yeah, I masturbated on Tuesday, like, I'm pretty sure I would get booed, like, booed away. I, me- I remember growing up, there was, like, such a, like, ab- absence of discourse about, like, uh, female masturbation. Um, which mm. I, I mean, for my sex education at this anonymous place that I went to school at, um, our, part of our sex um, our education, which I don't know if I could say or that, but I'm going to go for anyway because it happened. Um, we, <laughs> were told, we were given a condom, and then they were like, right, go put it on and have a wank. And I was like, Ugh. at this point in my life, this was when I was at... Uh, I mean, I, I, ah, I was, I went to church a lot and I was told that any form of like sex literally burn in hell and I was worried, already worried about being gay, but that is literally what they told us to do. They, and I was like, oh, there's an interesting, interesting way to teach us about sex. Because you had all the boys there. So, you know. <laughs> Sorry, you can't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear you. What well, I didn't, I just said the end of that sentence, I just said you going, oh yeah, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> what have you just said? I mean, that is, like, an insane thing to, like, in school? Really? You want, like, a whole group of boys to just go to the changing room and, like, just... It was, I know. That? I know. I was quite, it was a bit, it was quite intense because we all lived in the same place. Or not. Again, this school I went to is really anonymous. <laughs> Like, was it a boarding school? Was it I feel like some people have such hilarious, like, sex education stories. Like, we were talking about this yesterday and I told you one about how... um. This was taught, so it was taught by my science teacher. Lots of people see, yeah, as you said, bringing up the point that it's scientific-based, science-based, biology-based. And it's like, you know, this is not just like a science teacher thing. We're not just learning about, like, sexual organs, whatever. She was called um, 
Mrs. Hill and I love her and I loved her as a science teacher. Um, but I remember, I do remember her saying like, if you ever think about having sex without protection, like just picture my face when you're doing it and I just remember thinking like babes I love you like you're such a good teacher but like not when I'm trying to get down and like oh my god that is horrifying oh somebody else again all the don't worry everyone is Romanian all of this (laughs) say that name say that name no 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 obviously not (laughs) imagine imagine so uh Billy said this no 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 um somebody was telling me um, a story at the which was about how they're, they're science teachers as well. Seems like, you know, science teachers are... Common theme. Um, they uh, had a fluorescent education. They had a pink fluorescent dildo, right, in, oh, their, in their lab. And apparently they were, like, telling all their students about it and somebody came round, like, a parents came round with their kid to... Um, I know, I know, came round for, like, an open day and, like, they came in and she was chatting to them and then, like, apparently she just didn't realise that she forgot that there was this pink present dildo just on. <laughs> apparently their parents got really uncomfortable and uh, they left and um, she was apparently really stressed about it, which I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, this is... Okay, we're just getting telling funny stories now. I'm going to tell a funny story from mine and if this person who said this i'm not gonna say their name but if they are listening they, they, will, know, know. they will know exactly they will know exactly what i'm talking about and they will know that it's them so um i had a friend and we were in this sex education class and he just straight up asked he was like mrs hill she was she must have been like in her 60s she was like a very motherly maternal figure mm. and he just straight up was like mrs hill like will my pubes be ginger and she was like i i couldn't tell you i'm i can't comment on that <laughs> Um, but like, but the thing is, is that it is funny. It's fu- but like, we're allowed to laugh about these things because like, no one's denying that it isn't uncomfortable because yeah. it is just such an uncomfortable subject. But that doesn't mean that we don't talk about it. We have to like, what like, yeah. What if my pubes are ginger? Like, yeah. it's something yeah. that like you want to know. I, do you know what? I think I've absolutely heard that as well. I think that same situation has happened before about people asking about ginger pubes. It's a it's a question we need. Maybe it's a thing with ginger people; they just get really hung up about it. At all my red hair friends, I mean, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. Hi guys, if you're really struggling, I mean, I feel like they know by now. Okay, I feel like we should move away from from the from the discussion of it. From the pubes. From the pubes. Um, That is a good point, though, because that's aesthetically, sex is a really tricky thing as well. Because I feel like because there's such a lack of knowledge people go to the wrong places in order to gain knowledge about it i.e Pornhub where there are are very like um prejudiced kind of views of of how a woman or a man or whoever should look when they have sex and it is stereotypical for both genders it's like women who have everything completely shaved who have huge breasts who have like tiny waist big bum whatever and then like guys with just like massive dicks and I just feel like that's I think that's a really good I feel like that's a really big thing as well it's like what is people don't talk about like penis size and I feel like with guys it's very important because they feel like they're inadequate but if they don't have like a bigger penis or like girls will then like react in a certain way towards towards that because they've been they've had they have this image in their head of like guys with like massive dicks <laughs> yeah there, there you go there you go I feel like yeah that was definitely um uh, a sore topic at um 
an old boys school. I remember I was talking a, a lot about yeah. sizes and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, um, I'm going through, um, I'm looking through some of the uh, responses we got now. Mm. Uh, yeah, we've talked about, we've talked about, um, yeah, no emphasis on female pleasure. Um, some things are dividing boys and girls to talk about it, which is very, um, you know, not great because um, everyone needs to learn about all this stuff. Um, and well, oh, have we spoken about, um, which I guess a trigger warning, um, about consent at all? We haven't. We were, I think we are going to cover this in like a later episode because consent is such a huge thing. Um, but what I will say is that like sexual assault comes in so many different forms. Um, you know, it's it's not as black and white as like again, huge trigger warning. If anyone is feeling sensitive, like come back and listen later when you're ready, or um, yeah, just like cut out now if you if you want to. Um, but there are so many different forms. It's not as black and white as just like rape. It really mm. isn't. There are so many. There's such a huge grey area, and I feel like that's why people don't feel comfortable coming forward because sometimes when it isn't as extensive as something as rape like you feel kind of inadequate to talk about it because that's not the biggest problem that that there is in like the consent world if you get what I mean but like it it's such an important thing to teach and it's something that people learn far too late in their lives and it ends up with talking about a lot of like reflection you end up reflecting a lot on things that have happened to you because you didn't have that knowledge before and there's such empowerment with with that comes with knowing what is what is right and what is wrong. People yeah. deserve to know. People who are victims of sexual assault deserve to know how to cope with those things. It's not as easy as just saying no. It really isn't. Like, yeah, there's just such a gray area. And I feel like we really get failed by the education system because there isn't enough emphasis on that. And it's not just something that affects one group of people. It's something that we all need to think about. And it's this thing of, like stop teaching people to manage sexual assault against them stop teaching the, them to how to be a victim teach people to stop creating them stop creating victims of sexual assault because that's what you do yeah absolutely i definitely think so at my school i found there was not enough of an emphasis on consent at all i think we were shown the infamous t video and that oh. was it. i i feel like a bigger discussion about um, sexual assault needed to and consent needed to be addressed especially at like my all, all boys school um, uh, just wasn't touched upon the t video is valid like we all love the t video because it was the one thing i'm pretty sure maybe the government just said to all schools across the country here's a video about t we all know what t is we're all british ha, la, 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 oh, and yeah. you can show that and job done tick the box that's what sex education feels like to me right now it feels like schools or the government the curriculum ticking a box that says we've spent an hour on this we're now done yeah it's not it's not um it's not a fixed thing sex education is something that happens throughout your life because you'll interact with different sexual situations and so at so many different points in your life and it needs to be when you're in school and your life is so turbulent in terms of like puberty and all those things, you know, it, it needs to be really tailored to that. And actually there are so many things to cover, you know, it, it would take days and it should take days. Like why? I feel like there are so many things that schools don't teach us. You know, when you leave for university, what's a mortgage? How do you deal with like 
electricity companies how do you rent somewhere like how do you budget for like daily shopping like they let us down in that way like life isn't just exam papers and like making sure you do the mark scheme it's all of the things in between and right now that is that is how they fail us yeah absolutely i think like at the end of the day there was coming into like university and stuff and like there's so much that i did not know about sex and i guess yeah you're absolutely right the people who failed us failed us and that is the education system so they need to get on that but um what I, what I, again remain anonymous but um i think i've spoken to one of my friends before about who went to like a much more um, like liberal school and they had like amazing amazing sex education i think mm. they have like a full-on like week or something dedicated to it um and they have like um, parenthood coming in and it was like really really in-depth and like amazing and so yeah. that's, that's what we need i feel like that's what we need i actually have just had someone message the daddy issues instagram um right. and they are talking about their um experience of sex education uh, i'm just going to read it out because it's really interesting um, so this person says, our teacher for sex ed had a system where you could write a question down and, anonymous, and anonymously put it in a hat. Great thing. I think that's like a great way of doing it. Um, anyway, carrying on. And he would pick them out and answer them for the whole class. Every single question that was submitted about LGBTQ plus sex was picked up by him and immediately put in the bin without answering. He ended up only answering about four questions because nearly every submitted question was about LGBTQ plus sex because none of us had ever been taught anything about it. God, yeah, that, that, that is, that's the thing, that's the thing. Like, that is why it is so, so, so important that LGBTQ plus issues are addressed. And I think, I was, I was talking to one of my friends uh, about, I was like, oh, did you have, um, I was talking to them the other day, I was like, oh, did you have, like, any LGBTQ plus, like, uh, uh, sexual issues talk about in your uh, sexual education? They're like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing, what? And they were like, Oh yeah, so one of my friends uh, was like, "Oh, how how do people have gay sex?" And then the teacher was like, "Oh, they put it in the bum." And I was like, oh, "That's not really, not really. That's not really. You know, LGBT. That's not really an extensive LGBTQ." Oh, that's so like, funny. But um, yeah, gosh, that is a yeah, that is a, a really. But um, this goes back to what we were talking about last week with like Section Twenty Eight, and that kind of like just ignoring of lgbtq plus people if you ignore what they do you are ignoring the people and like those people exist they are here in the world and they are like they're here you know i can't emphasize emphasize that enough like no matter if you have homophobic views those people still exist you won't make them disappear by ignoring them Absolutely. It doesn't work like that. Well, um, one, of the, one of the positive things to talk about is I think I was uh, in our, my research yesterday. Um, there's now, I think it's now mandatory in uh, English schools to talk about, uh, to include um, LGBTQ plus uh, discussions in sex education. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I'd be so interested to know. I'd be so interested to know about it because I have no idea what it's like now. I mean, I was in school like a few years ago. And by the time, you know, when I did sex education, it's probably like quite a while ago now um but I would be really interested to see like what it's like now I can't imagine a lot of it has changed Mm. um but also another good thing about this year this year is the year for the census 
um which is something which it's like a form that everyone fills in and it's basically for the government because when they make laws they want to know like what types of people are in the country like it's hard to explain but um and this year for the census there's a new thing where you can put your sexuality oh so they will actually know how, I mean, because there's been like this figure thrown around always of like, oh yeah, there are 10, like 10% of the UK is queer, but like that's never really been like confirmed. So this is actually a really good thing in terms of making laws as well. It will be an, an accurate um, view of how many, how much of the population does identify as LGBTQ+. Um, unfortunately, like there isn't a section where you can kind of go like, yes, I am, but I haven't come out yet to anyone. So well, that's hope, slightly yeah. difficult. I don't know how to sense it. I hope that those, I feel like some people may feel weary of putting down their sexuality just in case uh, there's like mm. sort of risk of that getting like. But it is anonymous though. Like you'll never, I, do, I totally get that. But like if any, if anyone is scared and they are listening, they won't like, no one like Boris isn't going to like get on the podium and be like, by the way, everyone, Charles Vivian is gay. <laughs> Scandal, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at our polls at the moment. So yes. I'm on the, um, did you learn about LGBTQ plus sex education? So 89% said no, which is, oh my God, Izzy, how do I work this? 65 people. So I guess a lot of the people listening will probably be, you know, in our own like age bracket. But 65 people said that they did not learn about LGBTQ plus sex education. I'm surprised at the people who said yes, like... I, there was no, there was hardly any, like, sex education about, like, heterosexual people, let alone the queer community. Like, I, I'm quite shocked at, um, at even, like, the small percentage of people who have said yes. It is, it is still quite a small number. 89% said no, which is often. But, yeah, I know. Well, I guess that's a good thing, I guess. Yay! Yay! At least somebody knows that gay people exist. Oh, yeah, which is why, like, I think... You know, even going back to last week, shows like It's a Sin and Sex Education are incredibly important now. They are much, they've come along much too late. There's no doubt about that. But they are like, I would say that schools should be using shows like Sex Education. Like, this, those shows are out there. Like, you don't even have to teach anymore. Just like, show them the show. Is there actually, is there a, an age range for sex education? I feel like there probably is. But then, like, I find that strange because, like, people like people have sex at all ages. Actually, like, if you really think about it, there are some people who had sex when they were like twelve. Mm. So, I'm, like, it's not an alien thing. Yeah, I think anyone. I think it's been given an eighteen certificate. I oh don't. my gosh! Well, interesting, interesting. Yeah. But I, but you don't get taught at eighteen. You get taught at like you get taught in primary school. I guess I guess there's a difference between like teaching about it and actually watching, uh, like because obviously I'm on telly, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, God, come on, Izzy, calm down. Yeah, I, I know you. I, I definitely think it is like a good tool. And it- <laughs> Sorry, but that's the funniest thing ever. You telling me like Izzy, like twelve year olds can't just watch like people wanking having sex on TV. I'm like, yeah, Yeah, just show them the show. 
I'm like, Izzy, next time I go around to my cousins for Christmas, I'm not going to sit them down. My 10-year-old cousin will be like, right, we're watching Sex Education, babe, get ready. She'll be like, I mean, I think think you're depriving them. Oh, my God. Well, controversial opinion from Isabel Corey. Sex Education (laughs) player all the time, everywhere. All schools, primary school, kindergarten, let's go. Kindergarten? Who are you? (laughs) Okay, obviously I'm joking. Obviously I'm joking. Someone's been Americanized. What? <laughs> anyway, wait, sorry, you're conciting my pronunciation. Wait, what do we call it? Is it not called kindergarten? Nursery, you idiot. Sorry, I thought you were like, I thought you were going, Charles, like, you shouldn't joke about showing kindergarten kids sex education, the Netflix show. But no, you were just criticizing my Americanized. It's, it's nursery. Nursery. I swear, I swear we call it kindergarten. Do you don't know. Americans call it that. No, maybe, maybe you did in our house. I'll have to check. I'll have to check. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we should play a sexy song. Yes. Maybe. I think that would be fun. Charles, do you have something you have a recommendation that you would like to play? Oh god. I've forgotten what we wanted to do. Oh my god, of course. We have to do uh, the iconic single of 2020 WAP. Let's go. Property WAP. Let's WAP. I'm so excited to listen to WAP. Oh, I've got to shut up. I said certified free. Seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. That Big Mac truck right in this little garage Make it cream, make me scream I don't public, make a scene I don't cook, I don't clean But let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me Quit yeah. jump out for you, let it get inside of me I tell them yeah. where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be I run down on them before I have a nigga running me Talk your shit, bite your lip Ask for a car while you ride that dick Why you really ain't never got him fucking for a thing He already made his mind up before he came Now get your boots, hang your coat this wet ass pussy, he bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Now make it rain if you wanna see some wet ass pussy. Look, I need a hard hit, I need a deep stroke, I need a handy drink, I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake, I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hope it lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Pussy ain't one, just like his credit. He got a beard when well, I'm tryna wet it. I let him taste it, now he diabetic. I don't wanna spit, I wanna go, I wanna gag, I wanna. Joke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My head game is fire, Punani Dasani is going and drying, it's coming outside. Yeah, I run yeah. on that thing, the cuz behind me. I spit on his mic and I heat trying to sign me. Your honor, I'm a freak bitch, handcuffs, leashes. Switch my wig, make him feel like he cheating. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I can make you bust before I ever meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If he fucks me, Ask who's is it when I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop. Put this 
wet-ass pussy Give me everything you got for this wet-ass pussy Now from the top, make it drop, that's some wet-ass pussy Now get a bucket and a mop, that's some wet-ass pussy I'm talking wop, 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 that's some wet-ass pussy Macaroni in a pot, that's some wet-ass pussy, huh Yes! Oh, I'm so excited to sing that in Crappy 601 at some point. Whappity whap. Iconic. So, Isabel Corey, uh, yeah. first of all, everyone, um, if you haven't seen what episode is it? Are we on episode six of Drag Race UK? It might be uh, like. I don't. I think maybe six is right. Well, if you have not seen the episode of. Uh, Drag Race on Thursday. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, Izzy, we need to talk about what happened last week. Can I announce this, please? Oh, gosh. Fine, Izzy, fine. Tia Coffee is dead. No, I'm kidding. No, she just left. No. Actually, she's fucking thriving. She's just released a new single. It's a Yeah, this is what I find so this is what I find so ridiculous, right? Oh. Everyone's saying, I wish this version of Tia was on Drag Race. Oh. Well, she wasn't. Get over it. She did terribly. She just wasn't on there. Okay, here's the thing. Um, as the listeners will know from last week, I love tea coffee with all my heart and soul. I would die for tea coffee, but I do think it was her time to go. So I will give you that, okay? I'll give you that, Izzy. We are agreed. It, it, was, it was her time. It was her time about three fucking weeks no, ago. No, no, but no. Like... Okay, no, no, no. I'll give you... Now was her time. Now was her time. She's just so funny and relatable. I did Also, outfit. like, her runway outfit this week was disgusting. Like, what, what, what colour was that? Like, grey? Wait, remind me what it was again. It was Don't that weird wing, like... Oh, my God, when she was a pterodactyl. Yes. Oh, my God. Living. I was living. Hello. Yeah, she was as dead as the dinosaurs, uh, I guess, as she was dressed as a pterodactyl. But it's fine, okay? I'm sad about it, but she lasted a long time. And I'm going to put out that she's going to come back for All-Stars. I think they've just announced. I think they've just announced International All-Stars, which is where they're getting oh my like, God. past queens from Drag Race UK, Drag Race Canada, US Drag Race, obviously the main one, Drag Race Thailand, and they're going to, like, fight for the crown. So imagine, imagine the Vivian against like all other drag queens. Oh my god! It would get monstrous. I do love Vivian, although she probably wouldn't be on there because the people who actually spoilers for Drag Race season one. Um, <laughs> but it's normally people who haven't necessarily taken home the crown. And as I will say, I don't know where what everyone was tripping on, but I was a Vivian stan. Through, through i wanted her to win i don't know yes. why i wanted another davina but i love davina was so good i'm sorry should like, I, should I just like rattle off her accolades for you okay she can sing in five in ha, lots of octaves yeah. she can uh, sing in five languages she can dance she can act she can sew she's got fashion she's got the face she's got the body but need I go? But, need I say more? But she can't win the crown of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season one. It was so, so close, so and I'm sorry, but 
after I'm, it was so ridiculous though because after the whole time of the Vivian being like taking the piss out of her red wig that's like and then she decides to come on a red wig in her last runway look like are you stupid yes. I know in the promo she's wearing a red wig and a silver dress I love it um, so bad but on to this year's uh Drag Race UK of course because it is amazing and I don't know if anybody's listening and watching Drag Race US but it is not a vibe it is going on for so long I'm so angry about it but Drag Race UK Snatch Game is it Corey Thoughts? So I loved Ahura. I thought her Louis Spence was, she was fucking so hilarious. So I thought she was, and she also had like props. Like when she brought the legs up, I was like, I was dead. I was like, laughter, laughter oh. times one thousand. And I thought that she got done so dirty, and in, in the judges' critiques, I think they were so cruel. Yeah, I was really surprised. Was she? Was she? Am I right thinking she was in the bottom? Oh, my God, I can't remember. No, I thought it was um, Sister Sister in the bottom. Um, well, no, she wasn't in the bottom two, but the bottom the bottom three. Well, yes, in the bottom yeah. three. Um, I thought it was really good. And um, I... Oh, Bimini Bamboulas. I'm in love. Oh, Bimini Supremacy. She's amazing. We were all, we were all sleeping on Bimini Bamboulas because in episode one, she was in the bottom two against Joe Black and everyone was shook that Joe Black was like going home and so we underestimated her, but she is so good. Her amoeba, her amoeba look was so good. amazing. So good. I'm so if good. I yeah no you if don't. I marry Bimini I will die happy. Oh. Like I'm genuinely I love her. Oh she's amazing. I was like I the judges weren't that sold by her amoeba look. I was like why are they just salty that she's not dressed up as a flintstone? Like it was so <laughs> innovative. Or like a what skeleton. Yeah, like but also, this. I'm sorry. I just have to go back to a horror for like one second because one of her critiques was like, oh "It was it like your Louis Spence wasn't original." It's like, duh! It's the snatch game. Like they're supposed to dress as other people. No, I know. Hello, yeah. one person who didn't do as well as I thought, and to be fair, I hated who they picked for snatch game because I don't like her at all. Lawrence Cheney did not do well, and mm. that's because she chose Miriam. Fuck knows her last name. Like yeah. I don't like yeah. her. You don't like Miriam. No. Isabel Corey, right, this is a new tear coffee debate. She's grotesque. She is iconic. Have you not seen her on the Graham Norton show? She is yes, so I funny. have. Of course oh, I have. And she's so that. she's so smug. She is so up her own ass. I'm sorry. And like she literally yeah. tells everyone as if her stories as if her stories actually matter. Like, shut up, Miriam. No one wants to hear about you. That is literally us on this radio show right now. <laughs> like with our 13 listeners they're like guys just literally shut up yeah but at least I'm not saying like oh and then I creamed my knickers like come on Miriam we're doing a poll about it next week because Miriam Margoyles I'm not even saying it I'll do a poll about it right fucking now I'll do it right now she, you do it right now Izzy Corey and hopefully by the end of the show we'll know that she is a national treasure she is iconic I'm in love with that. Make a sad, make a sad Miriam face. I'm taking a picture now. Well, well, okay. Well, this is great for our radio listeners right now. Okay, all of you who are listening, go and vote. Go and vote on this. Go and vote on this poll right now. God, she's not. She's not. And also, who else was shit on the snatch game? Obviously, I can't. Who? Tear coffee. Tear don't coffee. Dare, don't you? <laughs> Tear coffee. I'm just in love with her. She can do no wrong. Literally, if she attacked Lawrence Cheney. Just like right there, I would have been like attacked, like got a knife out. I would have been like thirtier. I found like a bit. How do you spell Margoyles? How do you spell her last name? I don't know. M A R G O Y L E S, probably. 
Oh, that's how I've done it. That's oh, how I've done it. Okay, there we go. Do you know? Do you know who somebody? Do you know why I saw it? Somebody told me that they. It's a video thinking. Oh my! I don't know who Lawrence Cheney reminds me of, and it's Maggie Thatcher. And they, it was just this TikTok about how um, Lawrence Cheney looks like Maggie Thatcher. It was really weird. Do you not see it at all? Accurate though. I don't know. I kind of when they were doing the close-ups and like they're doing it side by side. I was like, oh my god. But um, clearly you're not sold on the idea. Well, that's our next poll. Everyone, Jenny, Maggie Thatcher, <laughs> incarnate. I just think that I just was. I felt sad for Lawrence to be honest. I just thought that she is such. But then it is always the comedy queens who plummet in Snatch Game. Apart from last season, because Bagger and the Vivian were like, yeah, they were so good. That was such a good Snatch Game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I um, I have. Last Thursday was when I my sleep pattern was getting back on track. I didn't. I I've told you this is, but <laughs> I'm falling asleep at twelve a.m. and getting up at eight. What is going on? But last week it meant that on the Thursday night's episode I was falling asleep at eight, so I actually can't remember most of the snatch game. I remember Bimini was amazing. Absolutely. I I can I can like I can give it to you. And um, Tia Coffee was no, shite. She tried oh. to be um, no genuinely. She was Mel B. And not going to lie, like, you can't just put on a northern accent and then just pretend that you're someone, a celebrity who is northern. Also, like, you definitely can't do that if your northern accent is utterly shit. Like, it was awful. But the best of the past was Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins was on as the guest for the Snatch Game. I thought she was like, I, no, no, hang on. You're making a face. I love Gemma Collins. I feel like she had no energy in that episode. Great. I it was like she was being held hostage yeah, by the I was like, is she okay? Like, blink twice, Gemma. Blink twice if you need help. Maybe she's having a bit of a moment. Like, she can't be, she can't be like 100% right, maybe, maybe she was. Maybe she just couldn't deal with the fact that she was not the biggest diva in the room. And she was there. So I true. The biggest diva was absolutely Bimini, though. Katie Price. It was like, really Katie good. Was... It was very funny. I remember waking up. I remember waking Iconic. up for her line about like, what was it about nipples? It was brilliant. Right. Oh my God. It was like her nipples have like been arrested in South Africa. It was, well, or I don't know, but it was amazing. And I found it very funny. It was uh, random as fuck. So we'll leave uh, it at well, that. Well, an interesting thing that I think we should come on to uh, is, uh, I think we talked about this a bit before. So uh, Sister Sister um, has been under, I mean, yeah, basically. Well, for those of you who don't know, basically, Sister Sister is one of the drag queens who's still in um, the race at the moment. And basically, she has received a lot of backlash and, like, she's had some death threats and some really, really, like, um, horrible uh, negative comments. And I, I, I was looking at her article in The Guardian about it, and it's, it was, it's very much the nasty, the nasty side of, um, of social media and like being on like a big show like RuPaul's Drag Race. And I think, I just think like, obviously, you know, you don't have to be the biggest fan of like Queens, you know, you can have your favorites, but wh- who are these people who are just tweeting out abuse? Like, come on. I so, yeah. think though, it's not even just like typical to Drag Race. It's just in general, no, like absolutely. if you want to bitch about someone, don't do it on like a public platform. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I don't like, you know, reply to one of their tweets with it either or like, tag them and then say like and then like send a death threat like it doesn't make any sense like you can have opinions about people about like serious opinions that's fine and like negative opinions but don't do it to their face it's like we were saying the other day if 
any of like if any of our friends wanted to bitch about us like don't do it to my face do it behind my back like I don't want you to hear me like that I'm gonna cry yeah. that made me cry Oh my God. Well, I'll make sure I won't bring up anything on this podcast, Izzy, unless I want you to cry on air. Get, we'll get some more viewers. I'll post oh, it on the Instagram. Izzy Corey sobs as Charles raised oh, her It was just horrible. And the things that people said were just disgusting. Like, they were sending death threats and stuff, which was obviously just not okay. I, it was just disgusting. So yeah. this should fuck up. But um, sister, sister isn't like the most exciting queen. I'm not going to lie. And also, in recent episodes, she hasn't really been doing her best in terms of like originality. I think we all know that. Um, so that's like a valid reason to like kind of say to someone, you know, stop copying people's outfits. Like you can do better than that. We know you can. But also, then going like we fucking hate you and you should die. Like yeah. that's it's that's just- crossing a line, honey. Like there's a line you've crossed it. Yeah, also there's like, I, do you know what, I also, I feel bad, well, and so obviously the, the abuse that Sister Sister um, has received is obviously, it's just, it's just wrong, like there's no nuance there, but I always feel bad for like the less popular queens on Drag Race because it's like you go on the show and like this is your big break and then, so there's somebody on, um, on Drag Race US called uh, Tina Burner who basically like, she's not, she's not done anything wrong, people just don't like her and you've got people like, Got Mick, who's now got 600,000 followers on Instagram, etc. Like, all these queens getting so much hype. And then, like, Tina Burner's got, like, 80. And it must be really hard. Um, so be nice. There's so much pressure. Like, this is, you know, the stage of Drag Race is a collection of all the best drag queens at that time yeah. in, like, in America or in the UK. There's so much pressure to do well. And I feel like also you can't just be a drag queen like you have to also sing and dance and be funny and act and all these things so there's like it's it's not an easy job at all um and something that and something that might be your niche outside of drag race might not work yeah and drag is subjective you know it's art like it's Mm. not like people come in here and like uh, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I just like be nice on social media and stream it to sin because it's amazing. Sorry, just... and stream our show because our show is fun. Yes, well, yeah, I feel like we've we've had a, a good little discussion today. About yes, it. we're coming up to the end, but we've had such a good time today. There's been serious points, and if you want to talk about any of these things, you know that we've talked about, please shoot us a message, um, yeah, and we'll be happy to talk about it. So, love you all lots. Yeah, thank you so much. See you next week. Bye, queens. You've been listening to Daddy Issues with Charles Vivian and Isabel Corey. If you need any support regarding things that we've spoken about in the show, please head to the Daddy Issues Facebook page where we have some useful resources for anyone who may be struggling. Get in touch with us via our social media if you'd like to reach out or share your own story. No matter who you are, we love and accept you. See you next Thursday for some more fabulous content.